Uh, dude, go ahead and just like slap me so hard with that intro. Welcome to Talk About Tatooine. I'm Andrew. I'm Nathan. And we are here. To, we are twin brothers here to bring you what's new in nerddom and give colorful commentary on our favorite subjects. Welcome to our cantina. Grab a drink and settle in as we set course for realities beyond our own. Cheers. Uh, guys, today we are going to be discussing Tyranids of the 10th edition, but first we're going to discuss some of our starter questions. Also, I would say normally stick around for some news because we would put our news from the Astronomicon at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. but today is all about the news. It's all news. What have you been watching recently? I've been watching a lot of monster movies. I really, really like Godzilla mm. and monster movies. I really enjoyed Pacific Rim. Specifically, I saw Gareth Edwards' Godzilla. Um, I also watched Kong Skull Island on HBO, which you gratefully (laughs) helped me out with. That was awesome. Uh, I am hoping to rewatch Pacific Rim here soon, and then I'm also watching a ton of Star Wars, because episode 28 is going to be a really fun one for you guys. It's all Star Wars. We're talking top 10 Star Wars war War crimes. (laughs) I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Everyone loves a good war crime. It'll be a little tongue-in-cheek. Uh, it's not going to be super serious, but uh, that's what I've been watching. What about you? I have been watching mostly the Clone Wars in preparation for our War Crimes episode, because weirdly enough, all of the War Crimes in Star Wars happens in the Clone Wars, a oh, kid's show. Almost all of them. Almost every single one of them. Minus like you know the obvious ones, like the Death Star, Star Killer Base, things <laughs> like that. Spoilers! Yeah. I mean, they, they've seen it. But... <laughs> You also see some crazy stuff happen in the Clone Wars, and they're kind of just like, yep, this is like kind of what happens in war. And you're like, no, those are not okay. The separatists so, are bad, guys. Yeah, but so are the Republic. So it's it's definitely a two-way street. So with that, we are going to get right into it. So if you guys, for some reason, don't want to know anything about 10th edition Tyranids, uh, bug out now. I'll put a sound effect in so that's not me just being an absolute idiot. Keep um, it. Andrew, you've got some really, really good notes here. Go ahead and absolutely demolish my eardrums with i'll speak at a normal speaking level if that's all right to you nice comfortable 60 dbs not 60 dbs that's 60 decibels <laughs> i was lost it oh we almost had a nondescript soda just spurt out of my body nondescript because <laughs> we're not sponsored no we're not sponsored some things you need to know about the Tyranid High Fleets, uh, more specifically High Fleet Leviathan. So this is the big bad for 10th edition. Leviathan is named after the biblical sea monster in the Old Testament, books of Psalms, Amos, Job, and I think a few others. One of my favorite passages is actually out of Job, where Yahweh extemporizes his power and might, that of Job, or Job if you're nasty, <laughs> explaining. Can you drag out Leviathan with a fish hook and press down his tongue with a rope? Can you put a rope in his nose and pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he make many pleas to you, or will he speak to you gentle words? The Lord, and this is saying that which might utterly destroy you, is a pet to me. Mm-hmm. An animal that I could tame and even domesticate with the smallest of efforts. So. What does that have to do with Warhammer, though? Mm -hmm. Uh, As you might have already observed, Warhammer has really strong themes of religion, especially in the Imperium of Man. (laughs) No, excuse me, no. (laughs) The most famous famous example is actually that of the Great Crusade, uh, which was a devoutly 
atheist expansion where 10,000 years before the current events of the Imperium, uh, the Emperor of Mankind reunited the disparate human worlds scattered across the stars, gathered his sons, the Primarchs, to himself, built his great legions, and killed anything even remotely non-human along the way. They did. Oh, I lost my spot. There it is. While espousing the imperial truth that the divine realm does not exist, the emperor of mankind was considered by a small minority to be a deity himself, as the Horus heresy ravaged ravaged the empire under the iron fist of Horus Lupercal, and the other traitor legions, the emperor's divinity, or rather his appearance to be divine, continued to grow and grow. In a delicious twist of irony, we fast forward to the 41st millennium, so back to current times, Mm -hmm. where the Imperium of Man survives to this day with none other than the Golden Father himself sat entombed in his golden throne as, that's right, a divine being. Anything else is considered heresy. Coming back to the Tyranid Swarm and High Fleet Leviathan, we see these forces of humans fighting back waves of gaunts, warriors, and evolutionary monstrosities, really. And they have very little hope of to defeat the Nids unless there is some sort of divine intervention. I've said in previous episodes that I do think that the Emperor will be resurrected from the Golden Throne in order to fight off this threat. Kind of like what we see in the book of Job. Like, who else can master Leviathan other than God himself? Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's really what I think is going to happen. And I think narratively, that would be very poetic uh, to mirror um, the biblical storytelling of Leviathan, even though it's just like a snippet out yeah. of God's monologue, Job. Yeah. All that being said, that threat is what we are here to talk to you about. We are going to talk about the Tyranid data sheets, their abilities, strategic value, and hopefully a little bit more lore along the way. Absolutely. Now, keep in mind, guys, it is important to know that as we look at these different data sheets, a few things are going to be a little bit different with the overall formatting or other than the overall formatting. Like, yes, you're looking at these, the pictures are different. You're like, hey, this could have the same exact data, but it would still be in a different form. It touched the mic. I'm so sorry. So the first one is that the attacks profile Mm -hmm. is no longer going to be listed at the top of the sheet. It's actually going to be listed with each individual weapon. So that way, the for me, that actually makes more sense. I'm like, I didn't like question that at first, but I'm like, yeah, the attacks profile should be with weapon because that's how many attacks you get with that weapon. So there's also apparently going to be a lot of AP changes with 10th edition and things are apparently going to get less lethal so we're actually going to see an overall yeah. average drop in the amount of ap weapons can do in addition on the tabletop so keep that in mind oc is going to be that new staff stat line mm-hmm. uh kind of like objective control that's kind of in my in my yep. head canon that's what it says and many of the strategems strategems stratagems <laughs> It's been a long day, guys, and I have used too many words. It is already 8.30 at night, and we're trying to record two and a half podcast episodes. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. But and I mean, have to, we both have to work tomorrow. Yeah, so we love you guys. We have more on that later. But um, we have many stratagems that are actually going to become data sheet special rules. So you're still going to be able to use these, but they're going to take different forms. So we're going to take a quick break from our first sponsor. It's just kind of ironic, because this week's sponsor is brought to you by the Talk About Tape. 
I tried to. You, you ruined it. You ruined it. Um, this week's episode is brought to you by the Talk About Tatooine Patreon. We've officially launched our Patreon page, and that will be live by the time this episode goes out. We hope that you will show support to this support to the channel with an affordable membership to our Patreon page, which will include such benefits to the listener, like behind the scenes content, potential call-in shows. I think they're really fun doing a little bit of uh, Warhammer and Star Wars radio, which would be very, very fun. Patreon shout outs. We're going to have a lot of those exclusive voting powers, member only live streams, council meetings, which is going to give you a, not only a behind the scenes of how everything is made, but it's going to be the inner circle of what is happening. Like, Hey, these are, the decisions we're making this is the plan we're moving forward with and it's just mm-hmm. going to be a deep dive into all that and we're hoping to actually do some giveaways and access to we'll also provide access to a private discord server yeah. um the giveaways are going to be really fun because if we raise enough money we can start giving away leviathan box sets and that would be dope that would be honestly mm-hmm. my goal is to be giving away entire boxes of items yep to our loyal patrons I just, I think that's, it's fun to do. It's fun to give away stuff. Yeah. We want to give away all that plastic crack. <laughs> and it's like, boom, demonetized. It's like, and we're doing that through our Patreon because like uh, Patreon, like not only supports the channel and I mean, the box sets are not free. No, oh, they're um, very expensive. They're very expensive. Uh, so in a way you're sort of paying for them, but also not like it's yeah. free. Like you have the potential to to win really stuff and want to really give back to our community and having a small focus community is really going to help with that. A small note on our discord server, it is going to be a lifetime membership to that discord server. I haven't exactly figured out how we're going to do that yet. Um, but what that will mean is if for whatever reason you stop supporting us on Patreon, we're not going to kick you out of the discord server. Unless you're mean, unless you're mean, then you're gone then you're done. So yeah, that is that is going to be our sponsor, guys. We would highly encourage you, please support the podcast, support us so that we can keep doing more stuff. We're actually planning on making a few different financial moves coming up, yeah. um, which means getting better software, better equipment, things like that. And we need money to do that. And we want to bring you guys the mm-hmm. best possible content. So that way we don't have to do janky recordings like this. We're recording from my phone, a different computer, and like having 17 electronics in a very hot room. So please support us. We love you all. You're all beautiful. It's really warm. We're getting into the news from the Holonet. Let's go. Okay, first off, what is in the Leviathan box set? You might uh, keen-eyed, keen-eyed, keen-eared, keen-eared. Is that a thing? Uh, listeners who had their listening caps on will note that there is. Dude, what is that face? Focus. Uh, listeners who had their listening caps on will note that. Uh, in a previous episode, we did say that there's going to be 47 individual Tyranid models. This is almost two times the amount of models as the Space Marines in that so same excited. box. Which is, that's their total thing. It's a hive horde mentality. There's just going to be body, bodies on bodies on bodies. It's going to be, it's a totally different play style than a gun line of uh, more elite Space Marines. It's just, it's going to be a wave of chitin rolling across the battlefield. And one of the leader units in that wave is going to be Inged Tyranid Prime. So before, it took me a really long time to realize that this character was not actually the character we already had. The character we already had is the Winged Hive Tyrant. Tyrant. Yes. This is the Prime. So it's an, upda- or, um, an upgraded version. It's probably going to be 
tougher, stronger, faster, and with better rules and strategies. We probably like 10 times as many teeth and claws. Yes. The really frustrating thing about this at the time of recording, we have no data sheets for hardly anything on this. Uh, It's really frustrating. Very frustrating. Which is like, oh, like we're going to be kind of like obsolete by the time we recorded this. No, Games Workshop was like, how about we do the exact opposite and just don't give you the data sheets? Okay, I'm like, it's almost summer. Like, this isn't going to release soon. Yeah. I want to know what I'm buying before I buy it. Meanwhile, I am going to buy it. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have up or updated uh, Eldar, Admech, Death Guard, so many different other factions. And they're just yeah. like, they're just teasing us right now. Well, and the data sheets we did get for the Tyranids aren't the Tyranids that come in the box. Like, we got no, Gene Stealer yeah. data sheets. It's like, thanks for nothing. I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, tell me what you think about the the winged Tyranid Prime. So one thing I'm kind of curious about is since the Tyranids are kind of the prime faction, I'm wondering if they're going to get a kind of a big glow up, kind of like the Necrons did when uh, we were on the Indominus Crusade. 100%. That's what we're going to see. I'm like, which I, I didn't, I thought, I thought the Tyranids were already good. I thought they were already playing pretty well. And so... Are they going to get a buff? Are they going to like just start sweeping people off the table? Like, so I know they're getting a model refresh. Yes. As far as a stat line refresh, I think just everything is up in the air with 10th edition. Mm-hmm. We have no idea who is going to be king of the hill at the start of 10th edition. We just mm-hmm. don't know. Uh, a lot of data sheets probably will just get a copy and paste from their 9th edition counterparts. And that's really all that we'll see until their new indexes come out i almost said codex yeah not codex we don't indexes we now. don't we don't do index we indices don't do in indices anyway i don't even remember what i was saying new now, stuff coming so now we're moving on to the neuro tyrant so all of these models that are in the box set you can see all of these in the 10th edition trailer so yes. if you guys haven't watched that as many times as i have so many times. so good um also fun little fact chapter master Valorak released an 8K version and it is smooth. Um, so it's very, very high definition. How did he? Uh, there's software that he can use apparently to do that. It's, he says it's 8K and I believe him. Anyways, you can see Witchcraft. Some... Yeah, Witchcraft. Valorak. So we'll talk about the second unit, which is going to be the Nero Tyrant. These psychic abilities are, they seem pretty good because in the video that he basically overwhelms a, a Terminator librarian and just like basically just mind bullets him right through the face. So, synaptic, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to see how that's going to go. Yeah. Synaptic Relay will allow you to auto-include two units into synaptic range, i.e. really good at making battle shock tests, and Psychic Terror makes your enemy battle shock tests harder. So you're going to mm-hmm. do better in the battle shock phase with your units and make yep. it harder for the battle shock effects for your enemies. Significantly better for your friendly units. You'll actually get upgraded from 2d6 on your battle shock test to, to 3d6. Yeah. Your enemies will only get a minus one to their battle shock test, which will be releasing a short on uh, a lot of the rules we'll be doing a lot of rules roundup on our shorts yep S- really quick plug i'm so sorry youtube instagram tiktok that's where we're going to be shouting out a lot of these specific data sheets we're going our plan is to do every single data sheet and rule update that comes out that's what he just thinking about <laughs> it's, it's a lot of editing it's also a lot of writing i keep telling 
never mind. I, I'm, I'm getting off track. Um, so one thing I wanted to note with the Tyranid aiming convention is that this is a neuro tyrant. Will we ever see a Tyranid hero prime? Because we see there's different suffixes in the Tyranid armies. You yeah. have like your gaunts, mm-hmm. your uh, primes, your tyrants, all those different things. And so yeah. there's kind of a ladder mm-hmm. hierarchy. But yeah, I think that's a good, that's a, something that's interesting to postulate. And I feel like with how strong they're showing the Neuro Tyrant already, having a Neuro Prime would be absolutely terrifying. Yeah. One of the other absolutely terrifying units coming out of the Tyranid Force is the new Screamer Killer, which is, that's a freaky name. I love like, it. I'm so here for it. Like, chills. I'm like, that is so scary. And he is very scary. This Screamer Killer is the Tyranid response. It is a one-to-one response with the Brutalis Dreadnought, uh, the new Dreadnought with the claws and the Melta Cannons on its chest. Uh, I did a little bit of math. It's not going to be great at shooting. It's because it, it has sense. four blade arms. Like, it's gonna, its damage is going to come from the melee phase. Does it have any shooting? It does have shoot, shooting. It is a Bioplasma Scream. So when in the video, when it literally vomits plasma oh, yeah, onto somebody, yeah, yeah. I that's that. the screamer killer. That's dope. It's so cool. What a horrible way to die. Average of about three damage in ranged combat. It is strength five. Uh, so you will be able to probably chew through your average space brain a little bit easier, but don't yeah. expect this to be an anti-vehicle weapon. It says plasma in the name, but that's... That's a little misleading if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. However, against your typical Space Marine, the average amount of damage you should expect to do in melee is 16.67. So that is a that's a dead character every single time. Yeah. It's got a lot of attacks. Um, honestly, like I said before, its ranged is pretty underwhelming with because it hits on it's got a ballistic skill four up, uh, but its strength eight weapons so if you roll your hit roll well expect a lot of that damage absolutely another guy we've got coming in is the von ryan sleeper which i was a little confused about when we first talked about on the podcast because i thought the name naming convention was a little bit strange who is von ryan it's it's one of the it's the guy who discovered the i believe if if i remember that correctly please correct me in the comments we would love to get that feedback anyways crikey that one looks dangerous as it then disembowels him yeah (laughs) expect this to be a smaller version of the screamer killer pro tip just try to keep these guys away from you they're going to be really melee heavy you're Mm going to want to shoot them off the board before they charge units so we've talked about a lot of elite and character models We've really only talked about, okay, so the Neuro Tyrant is a, is a model of one. The, Tyr- the Tyranid Prime, that's one. Screamer Killer, that's one. On Ryan's Leapers, that comes in a squad of four. You told me earlier in this episode, Andrew, that there are 47 models in this box for the Tyranids. Well, here they come. Yeah, they're all coming in the last three unit types. Okay, your standard battle line units are going to be the Termagants. Uh, like I said, standard battle line. These are the ranged variant. Ooh, fun. These are the ranged variant of Tyranid infantry. They have these like bio rifles that are like basically imagine if like every one of your soldiers was like a little Mega Man, had a little Mega Man arm and it was just running at you with 
a frenzied horror. Mm -hmm. uh, these guys, what they do is they are good at dying. That is very much their point. They will be able to dish out a lot of damage back. However, that's really their job is to engage the enemy, probably these guys at a pretty short range, get on objectives, score points, soak up enemy fire. They are cannon fire. Mm -hmm. Next one we've got is your Nero Gaunts. Now, these are going to help basically spread the synaptic link. That is the uh, mental or almost psychic connection that actually connects all of these in canon. So all of these are connected to a central hive mind, which yeah. is why they're so lethal. So, oh heavens, it's going to be nasty. Um, it's going to be a really <laughs> good job. Uh, I think we're kind of anticipating these to be nothing special in melee um, and no uh, no shooting or psychic, but they're neurogons. Just to spread kind of that synaptic, yes, that that synaptic is, link. Okay, they so these are, are a support unit mostly. Yes, they are like cell towers, not right. the actual things that are giving off the signal. Maybe now that I started that analogy, I don't, analogy. Think I, I don't think I understand how cell towers work. <laughs> anyway. So the barbagons are going to be akin to your desolation marines probably not as strong but yep. they do have a heavier weapon style for tyranid infantry they have this really special rule that's called disruption bombardment and Fun. it is disgusting if you you do not want to be in range of these guys or you don't want your melee units to be in range of these guys because what happens when you get hit by this disruption bombardment is minus two to your movement, your fallback, and your charge. That is insane. So terminators, if you have assault oh, terminators no. with your hammers, you are going from a five-inch move to a three-inch move. That's nothing. That's that negligible. Is, that is negligible. You might not even be able to get off of an objective if you're currently on. You do not want to get hit with this. These guys will pin you in place and everything else will swarm you and eat the meat off your bones. That's wild. This is a good ability. Being able to take out your opponent's ability to move across the board, especially if you can keep them in the open, they are done. They will lose the game. My first thought is like, so yeah, you can like take out Terminators with these guys. I'm like, what if you hit Angron with one? And like disrupted him from like being able to like attack you and charge. Like if he that minus mm -hmm. two, that's a good probability to fail a charge roll. The only thing with the doing that to Engron specifically is world eaters have a special rule called I think it's blood surge. Where it's, if you shoot them, they get they move forward, right? Yes. So actually shooting them is what you don't want to do. That would be more akin to corn berserkers because I believe the blood surge is if they. It's not if they take damage, it's if they lose models. And, since and is it only to the corn Berserkers? I don't know if it's specific to just them, but I think the Blood Surge might not help Angron in this. Because he's not losing okay. a model. Because I believe how it works is model, not you. Gotcha. So if the wording is that way, I could be very wrong. I haven't looked at the World Eater stuff in a while because it's actually been a hot minute since that stuff came out. But that's kind of where my brain went. Sure. So. And and we'll update you as well in a lot of the shorts we put out with the blood search. Uh, I have yet to write my Angron short. It's actually really hard to keep all that information yeah. in sub 60 seconds. I have to, it's kind of hard. It's not it easy. Is. Absolutely. 
They've talked a lot about synaptic range and what that is. That's like what the neurogons do is they keep your army in synaptic range. What does that mean? What does it mean? Like we said before, that means uh, the faction rule synapse. All Tyranids get this. Their faction rule. It's what they do. It's what they do. Uh, it means they get an improved battle shock. Right? Yes. Like we said, 2d6 to 3d6. That's one more. Adding an extra dice, that's huge. Honestly, the best way to win games like this, I've found, is roll more dice, re-roll the dice that don't hit, and you'll win games. That is like, I would say a general rule to wargaming is... More dice is better. More dice is better. And more Absolutely. chances to roll those dice is better. And in addition to an improved Battleshock test, we're also going to see that other rules and powers are allowed to go off on units that are in synaptic range. Yeah, so that's so, going to be key to, and it's lore specific too, like the Tyranids are yeah. best and most effective when they all share that synaptic link. So if something is, for example, outside of the synaptic link, that is now a lone ug, and it's easier to squash. Yep. So that's what we're going to be dealing with. We've got another faction rule called Shadow in the Warp. This one is pretty cool. You get a battle shock. 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 It's going to be fantastic. This is a brutal way to disrupt your enemy forces. Yeah. So this is, I believe, I would say best used. I should say what is going to happen is this ability basically makes every enemy unit on the board take a battle shock test. Yep. It is as simple as say, hey, I'm going to use this ability. All of your units on the board have to take them. Now, keep in mind, let's use this strategically. This should best be deployed either early when their entire force is on the board or like right after they bring their reserves on the field. Like yeah. how demoralizing would, would it be to be like, all right, I'm bringing my reserves on the field. And you're like, oh, by the way, uh, I'm going to use my once per battle stratagem to make every single guy you just brought on take a battle shock test. And imagine like half of your Terminators are like that would be that would, so rough. That would be crushing. So, so I think it's going to yeah. be a really, really good ability. And I'm some of these abilities make me want to play term uh, Tyranids. Yeah, they kind of do. I'm actually splitting the 10th edition box with a buddy of mine who does play Tyranids. I'm not hanging on to any other models. Buy two boxes, because then I'll get two of those uh, dreadnoughts. That's true. That's really true. like dreadnoughts. They're so fun. Anyway. Shadow in the Warp is going to do really well against high unit models and cowardly armies, I guess. Imperial, Imperial Guard. Guard. <laughs> <laughs> Imperial Guard. Guys, that's twin telepathy right there. That is not scripted. That is literally oh not on the notes. God. Oh, that's going to come in real hot. That's going to resonate through the mic. That's going to be good. That's going to be good stuff. Hit us with that last one, dude. Oh, okay. So if Tyranids weren't scary enough... Now they have a rule called Endless Swarm. And my notes were, <laughs> I'll just read you my note. It's, I just said, great, now Tyranids are regenerating units. This rule allows, uh, with the use of a stratagem and some CP, uh, D3 plus three units back into a unit. Uh, this is, in my opinion, still a little less broken than the reanimation protocols on 9th edition Tyr or Necron Warriors. I would have to agree with that. They are hard to kill in They're squads of 20. They're really hard to kill in squads of 20. Uh, you end up killing almost twice that amount by the time you're through <clears> them, and I, I hate Necrons forever. I will never play them. 
but D3 plus three, you're looking at a minimum of four models, maybe six models, and that's that's not nothing. All right, guys, we're keeping this one nice and short and sweet, just about 30 minutes today. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you. Please make sure to like and subscribe to the videos. Make sure you guys are subscribed on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you guys are finding us. Spotify is a great place to listen as well. Anywhere you can leave comments, leave theories, leave predictions, Leave corrections if you need as well. Just remember, be a nice person. Don't be mean. We will block you. I have um, big feelings. Yes. I'm very sensitive. We also are on Twitter here, guys. And that is a great place along with Instagram to share photos of like your yeah. models. <laughs> show us what you've got going on here, guys. We'd actually love to show on the show. We would love to have that. If you guys have any questions, you can also email us if you're a dinosaur at talkabouttatooine at gmail.com. If you have any questions that you want featured on there, we'd love to share that. And we're also going to be sharing some of those resources out on our new Patreon page as well. So keep that in mind. So make sure to hit that subscribe button here, guys, so the algorithmic overlords will slice this video into the feeds of other like-minded viewers. And until then, the Emperor protects.